0: Hey, folks, it's Stephen, your host, and it's Friday, which means it's time for another J.A.F. Classics episode. This is episode number four, which was originally released back on September 20th, 2006. Have fun with it, and I will see you at the end, and I'll uh, have a few things to say about it. We're listening to Just Another Fanboy, the podcast bent on world domination. Just Another Fanboy is a Lynx broadcasting production. Lynx, like the cat. Meow, sucker. Just like a comic
1: book. Just like a comic book.
0: Welcome to episode number four of Just Another Fanboy. This episode was recorded on Tuesday, September 19th, 2006 and is brought to you by the letter E and the number 11. Just Another Fanboy was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. I'm your host, Stephen Slackjaw Orr, and I'm being pressured from my producers to remind you all to buckle up, secure all loose objects, and keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. This week, we come at you like a barrel of freshly pickled vine-ripened tomatoes that have been left out in the sun just a little too long before being pickled and then thrown violently into a large wooden barrel that's been unceremoniously rolled down the side of a very steep hill with pointy sticks at the bottom.
2: Boy, are you on something? What? You're on something, meet you. You're on the pot. I am not on the pot. You sure? Because that didn't make a lick of sense, what you just said about pickled tomatoes and the barrel and all that jibberty jabberty. Oh,
0: well, I was just trying to be silly.
2: Silly? I thought you was trying to sell your listeners some kind of fancy new tomato pickling device. Look, never mind. Well, I'm just saying that it didn't make no sense.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize already. Well,
2: you should. Now get on with your
0: show. I'll
2: be out shooting the needles off that big cactus we got potted in the backyard, if you need me.
0: Norman, Oklahoma, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be back later for the view from Norman, Oklahoma. But for now, it's on to Lister's emails. Or email, I guess I should say. And once again, the only email in my inbox this week comes from faithful listener Josh from Lawrence, Kansas. And Josh writes... Tuesday, September 19th is National Talk Like a Pirate Day, so in honor of all the glorious pirates of past, present, and future, can we hear some arg and ye scurvy dogs pirate talk in the show? Maybe you could review a pirate comic book or at least mention one. That would really shiver me timbers if you could do that. See, Josh knows that I record this show on Tuesdays, and since today is September 19th, I guess it is National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Well, Josh, I'm not all that familiar with pirate comics, and frankly, I don't own any, so I guess you'll just have to be settled with a hearty old "arg." Thanks for writing in, Josh. Here's a comment from Snickershots at FARC.com. Re-episode number one. Too much non-comic talk. I don't care about the Desperate Housewives DVD, especially on a comics podcast. And for my taste, less Marvel and DC. Two words, Shaolin Cowboy. Well, uh, Snickershots, I've never read any shallin Cowboy, though I've heard some good things about it. Uh, As I've mentioned before, I'm a fanboy on a budget, and right now that budget does not really include anything other than DC and Marvel. It's not that I'm against other publishers, but when you've got only so much to spend, it's less risky to spend it on what you know. However... If there's anyone out there who thinks they can talk me into buying a particular title that's not with the big two, then I challenge you to write the show at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com and make a case for the book. If you can convince me, then I'll drop a book I'm getting now and pick up your recommendation. Heck, I'll even come up with a title and make the challenge all official-like. More next week. And here's another comment off of fark.com from Yuza. Suggestions for an upcoming episode. Did we ever get any backstory on how the guy who became Casper the Friendly Ghost died? Based on his proportions, it seems likely he may have died as a child, but was it some sad leukemia-type death, or did he go out in a blaze of glory like John Benet Ramsey? And why is he so friendly anyway? Does he have unfinished business in our world, like Patrick Swayze, and he has to be nice to people so they'll help him finally earn the peace of eternal slumber? Is his attachment to the human world keeping him from reincarnation, assuming he's a Buddhist? Or maybe he's a Christian? Has God turned his back on Casper? What offense in the sight of what offense in the sight of the Lord might Casper have committed to earn an eternity of separation from the love of his creator? That's the kind of podcast I want to hear. Well, user, that's a damn good idea. Look for it in a future episode. Really. And now News and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by Surly Jim's House of Pencils. And Surly Jim wants to know... Uh, you want to buy some pencils? Surly Jim has pencils for every occasion. Do you like to draw, scribble, or just write your name over and over on a sheet of crisp white paper? Well, why not try a writing tool from Surly Jim's House of Pencils? Ask for Surly Jim by name and you get a free number two pencil for all your testing needs. Surly Jim's House of Pencils. Because you have to buy them someplace, right? After setting the comics robe on fire with his long and controversial run on Green Lantern, launching the cross-gen universe, and recently revitalizing Witchblade and Cyberforce at Top Cow, Ron Mars is set to debut his first creator-owned book from Desperado Publishing and Image Comics, Russian Sunset. A comic that blends crime story and espionage thriller into one electrifying story, Russian Sunset follows Nick, a soldier for the Russian mob in Brighton Beach, Brooklyn. Born in Russia but raised in America, Nick's newest assignment takes him back to the country of his birth, where he's expected to broker the sale of a stolen nuclear warhead to Chechen terrorists. Slowly, Nick gets drawn into a dangerous web that includes brutal gangsters, seductive spies, fanatical terrorists, weapons of mass destruction, and some unexpected revelations. CAPE, the the Comic and Pop Expo presents CAPE 2.5, a live art show and comic art auction benefiting comic artist Leah Hernandez and family. After a house fire claimed everything the Hernandez family owned, including her art, the comic book community is rallying around Leia with a live comic art jam and comic art auction. The event is scheduled for Saturday, September 30th at the Metro Grill in Dallas, starting at 9 p.m. While a DJ spins, comic artists work on oversized canvases before an assembled audience. Once an artist finishes a piece, it moves to an auction area where anyone can bid on it. The money raised from the night of the auction goes directly to Hernandez. Some of the comic artists already assembled run the gamut from indie to mainstream, from up-and-comers to industry legends. PVPs Scott Kurtz, Crows James O'Barr, Viper Comics Brock Rizzi and Benjamin Hall, Brian Denham, Steve Irwin, Sonny Strait, Kit Lively, TJ Colligan, and Ghostworks Comics are among the few already on the bill. CAPE 2.5 is a live art experience and comic art auction Saturday, September 30th, starting at 9 p.m. at Metro Grill. The event hosts are FanboyRadio.com, PopSyndicate.com, PVPOnline.com, and Zeus Comics. Donations to Leia Hernandez can also be made at Zeus Comics or at their website, www.zeuscomics.com. Metro Grill is located at 4425 North Central Expressway on the southbound Access Road, just past Knox Henderson. Additional information can be obtained by calling Zeus Comics at 214-219-TOYS, T-O-Y-S. Go to capeday.com for information. Warner Brothers and DC Comics announced today that novelist Brad Meltzer has become the first author to top the New York Times bestseller list and the Diamond Comic Distributors Top 100 sales chart simultaneously. Meltzer's new thriller, The Book of Fate, debuts atop the New York Times list on September 24th, and issue number one of Meltzer's Justice League of America is the overall top comic book in both dollars and units on the Diamond Comic Distributors Top 300 sales chart for the month of October. See, I told you this guy kicks ass. Dreadnoughts Declassified, a new three-issue G.I. Joe limited series coming from Devil's Due this November, tells the origins of Zartan and the Mercenary Biker Gang. In October, IDW presents a deluxe hardcover series collecting Chester Gould's timeless comic strip Dick Tracy, coinciding with the character's 75th birthday. Heath Ledger alienates the audience for the next Batman movie where he will play the Joker by making the following statements to DarkHorizons.com. All naughty words have been censored. Quote, I actually hate comic book movies. Like, Beepin hate them. They just bore me beepless. And they're just dumb. He could he does continue to say, Quote, But I thought what Chris Nolan did with Batman was actually really good, really well directed, and Christian Bale was really great in it. Too late, Heath. I and many others stopped paying attention after, I hate comic book movies. Good luck, buddy. What am I saying? The movie is still going to kick ass and probably make lots of money. According to Variety, Jonathan, Terminator 3, Mostow has been signed by Universal Pictures to rewrite and direct Marvel's Submariner flick with a 2007 release date. In DVD news, Superman Returns hit stores on November 28th and will be available to own in both one-disc and two-disc editions. If you're a fan of special features, then it looks like the two-disc version is what you'll want, as it will include deleted scenes and a three-hour documentary on the making of the flick called Requiem for Krypton. And that was this week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. Of the week. This week from DC Comics, we have 52, week number 20. Written by Jeff Johns, Grant Morrison, Greg Rucca, and Mark Wade. Breakdowns by Keith Giffen. Art by Various. Backup feature by Wade and Various. Covers by J.G. Jones. Adam's right, Corey. This is way too big for the three of us. Plus, The Origin of Adam Strange by Wade and Kevin Nolan. Checkmate number 6, written by Greg Rucka, Nunzio DeFilippis, and Christina Weir. Art and cover by Jesus Saez. The Return of Suicide Squad. Rucka teams up with co-writers DeFilippis and Ware for a two-part thriller that puts Amanda Waller's pet project back in action with a Checkmate twist. Superman No. 656, written by Kurt Busiek. Art, art and cover by Carlos Pacheco. Superman's battle with the alien monster, known only as Subject 17, will tear a swath of destruction across all of Eastern Europe. But the hidden connection between the two may be the only thing that can save both of their lives. And for Marvel this week, we have Astonishing X-Men number 17, written by Josh Whedon, art by John Cassidy. The X-Men destined to destroy the break world has been revealed. Who is it, and what will be done to them? Meanwhile, the Hellfire Club gets one step closer to finally reaching their prize. What's the prize? Even we don't know. Civil War No. 4, written by Mark Miller, art by Steve McNiven and Dexter Vines. A death, a funeral, a betrayal, and a team reborn as the war takes a deadly turn. Moon Knight Number 5, written by Charlie Huston, art by David Finch and Danny Meekie. They promised Taskmaster that Mark Specter would be a sitting duck. When Taskmaster was done with his work, Specter would be battered, bruised, friendless, and most important, alone. Only one problem. Specter is not alone. He's got a friend. His name is Khonshu. And today he's got Moon Knight's back. It's time for round two. Wolverine number 46, written by Mark Guggenheim, art by Humberto Ramos featuring the return of the cult favorite, Damage Control. But have they gone from cleaning up disasters to causing them? And what is their connection to the Stamford disaster? To find out, Wolverine will take no prisoners. And that was my comic book, Picks of the Week. And now for a new segment here at Just Another Fanboy, where our resident culture expert and poet, Lord Reginald Crisp, recites to you Silly Poetry. It's a little segment we like to call Silly Poems with Lord Crisp. Good evening. I am Lord Reginald Crisp, and this is a poem inspired by Ben Edlin's The Teak, published by New England Comics. It is entitled Spoon. Oh, spoon of mine, it's thee that I like. You help me eat ice cream while riding my bike. You bring me such treats and such lovely great things. You sound so funny when smacked against my ring. I cannot explain why I love my spoon. I know that I love you from here to the moon. My cereal would be useless were it not for you. I'm just glad you never made me eat poo. So thank you. Thank you, Lord Crisp. That was lovely indeed. Okay, so on to something new this week. This is premiere week on TV, so I thought I'd take the time to run down the shows that I feel are worth watching. And even though this episode won't post on until Wednesday, I'll go ahead and backtrack and talk about what's starting on Monday and Tuesday. I have just a few items of note, however. Being a low-rent fanboy, the wife and I decided that our money would be better spent each month on a Netflix membership than paying for cable or satellite. Because of this, I pretty much just get the basic channels, and my picks are going to reflect that. The advantage of Netflix is that when there are two shows airing at the same time, and I'm interested in watching both, I I can just skip one and just wait for it to come out on DVD and get it through Netflix. It's like the TV version of Waiting for the Trade. All times or Central Standard Times. On Monday night, the plan was to catch the series premiere of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, but instead I opted for CSI Miami, because H is just the coolest. Tuesday night is the night I record these podcasts, so no TV for me. So on to Wednesday. 7 o'clock on CBS sees the premiere episode of Jericho, starring Skeet Ulrich. The premise... The citizens of a small Kansas town panic when a nuclear mushroom cloud appears on the horizon, leaving them isolated from the outside world. Being a Kansas boy, I feel obligated to watch Jericho, especially considering that the only other options are Dancing with the Stars on ABC, The Biggest Loser on NBC, and House on Fox. Not that House is a bad show. I've actually never seen it, but I don't plan on starting now. And until Lost starts back up in October, that's pretty much my Wednesday night. Thursday at 7 has the season premieres of My Name is Earl and The Office on NBC. And then at 8, we switch over to the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy. Just who will Meredith choose? At 9 o'clock, we shoot on over to CBS to catch the premiere of Shark starring James Woods. Premise, a ruthless L.A. defense attorney becomes a prosecutor who tackles high-profile crimes and teaches a young group of lawyers his cutthroat strategies. On Friday, the wife will watch Men in Trees, which means I'll watch Men in Trees. Other than that, Friday has squat. Saturday has nothing, which is okay, because that's Netflix night. Sunday, September the 24th, sees the season premiere of Desperate Housewives at 8, and that's pretty much my week. Keep in mind, we still have the premiere of Heroes on NBC to look forward to on Monday, September the 25th at 9, and of course, Lost on ABC way over in October. To gear up for the Lost Season premiere, make sure you catch the repeat of the Season 2 finale, Live Together, Die Alone, which airs on Monday, September 25th at 8, and Lost, A Tale of Survival, which just highlights the series' first two seasons told in linear fashion, character backstories, and a look at the island and its mysteries. This will air on Wednesday, September 27th, also at 8 p.m. And that's your week on TV. And now, the Low Rent Fanboy Tip of the Week.
2: If you got the money, I've got the time. We'll go honking, talking, and we'll have a time. We'll make all the nice spots, dance, drink beer, and wine. If you got the money, honey,
0: I've got the time. This week's tip stop buying so many books. It's the same everywhere I go. It seems that most comic fans I meet spend a buttload of money on books each week only to let a portion of those books pile up and not be read for three to six months. And if you can afford to do that, then more power to you. However, if you're one of these people that weep every month when the new issue of Previews comes out, sobbing away over the giant portion of your paycheck that's going to go towards comics and comics-related merchandise, and just don't buy it all. I know it's hard. I've been there. Back when I was single and I had the choice between eating good or buying a truckload of comics, the comics came first. As long as I had enough cash left over to pay my bills and buy bread and ketchup, then I was good. I can't afford to do that now, and I've been forced to condition myself to just say no to all the books that I just can't afford. If you find that you're spending way too much on comics, then just simply determine your monthly limit. Mine is $50, and most months I come in under. This is why the online stores such as Mail Order Comics and DCBS come in so handy, because you can see how much you're going to spend each month before you actually spend it. What I do is I make my list of comics for the month, see what the website shows that it's going to cost with shipping, and if I'm over my budget, I go back to the shopping cart and drop a book or two. And that's the hard part. So if you can't afford it, then you have to make sacrifices. You have to be strong. Just drop the book and send in your order as quick as ripping off a band-aid. And that's your low-rent fanboy tip of the week. If you have your own low-rent tips, I'd love to hear them. Email the show at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com, and I'll share your tips with everyone. Solicitations time again. Monday, DC Comics released their solicitations for December 2006, and Marvel's December solicitations were released on Tuesday. So, unlike the stale middle section debacle that was my first episode, I'm not going to go over every single book I plan on ordering for December. But instead, we'll go over just the few that have me all the tingle. From DC, Batman Confidential No. 1, written by Andy Diggle, art and cover by Will Spartacchio and Richard Friend. Learn where the Dark Knight first got all those wonderful toys. As the superstar combo of writer Andy Diggle and art team, Will Spirtecchio and Richard Friend go back to Batman's roots in a new monthly series. This six-issue tale, see exactly when Batman's war on evil and Gotham City ramped up, and how he rose to meet the threat of Lex Luthor's plans to move in on both Bruce Wayne's and Batman's turf. Sounds good. Andy Diggle, you should all remember, wrote the Adam Strange limited series that led into the Infinite Crisis prequel, The Ran-Thanagar War, and Will Portecchio and Richard Friend are the art team behind Wetworks from Wildstorm. The Batman Year 100 trade by Paul Pope is released in December, and I hope my library gets this as I've heard Gail Simone, as well as others, rave about this book, and I'm hoping to give it a look-see. Justice Society of America, number one, written by Jeff Johns, art by, and I apologize to Dale, Dale Eaglesham, and Art Thibbert, cover by Alex Ross. Get in on the ground floor as the world's first and greatest super team returns to usher in the DCU's next age of heroes and villains. Determined to rebuild the Justice Society, founding members Green Lantern, Flash, and Wildcat initiate an unprecedented recruitment program, tracking the bloodlines of heroes across the world and bringing in the new Starman, Damage, Liberty Bell, and more. But just as the society welcomes the rookies into their ranks, an evil force sets out to destroy them, meet new legacies, solve a mystery stretching into the far future, Witness the return of the world's greatest hero and watch another one fall. All in the pages of this fantastic new series. So yeah, I'm now going to have to figure out what I'm going to drop. And for Marvel, Daredevil number 92, written by Ed Brubaker, penciled by Michael Lark, cover by Lee Bermijo. Matt Murdock finally comes face to face with the person who's been manipulating his life since he was thrown in jail, and you'll be stunned by the revelation. I better be. New Universal Number 1, written by Warren Ellis, penciled by Salvador La Roca, Planet Earth, inhabited by six billion people. People leading ordinary lives, coping with everyday struggles. But, on a night like any other, the Earth is rocketed by the most startling celestial event ever witnessed by the human race. The White Event. And from its wake, a handful of humans emerge as something more. Acclaimed writer Warren Ellis and superstar artist Salvador LaRocca bring you this new universe. A universe witnessing superhuman power for the first time. Yeah, baby, I've been waiting 20 years for this. Please don't suck. And now, The View from Norman, Oklahoma.
1: The
0: View from Norman, Oklahoma a weekly segment in which our resident bitter old man spouts off at the mouth. And so, ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you Norman, Oklahoma.
2: Shut it! Good. Now, I got something I'd like to talk about this week that makes my dander rise like a possum up a mile-high gum. This week I'd like to talk about that small group of fanboys who join internet message boards and contribute nothing more than bitter and hateful posts regarding all the comics they hate. Now the way I see it is, if you don't like the book, don't buy it. I mean, what's the purpose of getting all them other message board folks all riled up by spewing out your bile? Why do you have to be so dang negative all the time? You see, I just simply cannot stand people who do nothing but complain all the time. And it just plain pisses me off. I'm tired of it. I can't take no more. Wait, 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 I'm wait, wait. Wait. 3 wait, seconds wait, away. wait.
0: Wait, wait, wait just a minute there. What? Your entire segment this week is a complaint about people who complain?
2: Well, uh yeah, I guess it kind of is.
0: does not that seem kind of I don't know, hypocritical?
2: You know? I guess I never saw it that way. Okay then. I'm off.
0: Thank you, Norman, for taking up space in an already jam-packed episode. Well, this brings another episode to a close. If you have any questions or comments on this week's show, or you want to go out of your way to make me feel special, then send me an email at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. The theme song from today's episode is Comic Book by the Super Spies. You can find info about the song and the band at garageband.com. The rest of the music provided for this show comes from the Pod Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com. And now, I leave you with my final thought of the week. This week's final thought comes from the one and only Leonardo da Vinci. He who does not punish evil commands it to be done. Thank you and good night. Oh yeah, stick around after the ending theme song for a little message from my children. See you then. And this brings us to the end of another episode. So on behalf of my children, Rana, say bye-bye, everybody.
1: Bye-bye, little buddy.
0: And Simon, say bye-bye, everybody. Hello, buddy. No, bye-bye, everybody.
1: Go! Okay.
0: okay, see you next week. Okay, so first of all, when I first listened to this episode, the the moment there at the end where I have uh, two of my children, Rana and Simon, saying goodbye, it just, my heart grew three sizes that day. It was just, it it just nearly broke me in half with a uh, soft and gushy feelings of love. I just, you know, one of those things that I forgot all about. And uh, it just, man, it just smacked me right across the face. It was pretty great. So, that was another episode of the original Just Another Fanboy. And I was really, uh, leaning into trying to, to create something in which, uh, I combined comics with silliness. It's, you know, I looked around at what was being, uh, produced at the time as far as comic book podcasts. And since I wasn't reading stuff weekly, I kind of tried to do whatever I could do to, uh, create some kind of entertaining show. And, and I think, uh, the show just just gets a little bit better each and every time with each and each new episode at this point. um I'm still not editing at this point with episode number four like I do now, and when I listen to these uh episodes, you know when I'm just speaking like I'm doing now, if I'm not reading from a script and I stumble over what I'm saying and i i I have a moment where I repeat words over and over, you know i, I and uh. That, that doesn't bother me because that's my natural speaking voice. But when I hear myself on these old episodes where I am obviously reading from a script and, you know, like the news stories, for example, I'm I'm reading the news and I stumble over words and restart sentences. It's like that I, I wouldn't do that nowadays. I mean, I would, I would stumble over. I, I often stumble over words and restart sentences, but I would cut all that junk out. So it, it, it feels like or to to you at home listening to it you're like wow he's got a really good speaking voice when he reads from uh scripts and news stories and whatnot it just flows right out of him he should be a newscaster and no i shouldn't i I shouldn't it's all editing um i also added at least one more song from the uh from the uh uh pod show pod safe music network and uh as we go along we're we're, we will get to a point where i basically solidified how this show is going to be, which segments I'm going to have, which songs will play before or between segments. And I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting pretty close. I added a new segment to this episode, Silly Poems with Lord Crisp. I think I only did maybe two of those. We might get another in episode five, and then I think that's it. I just abandoned the idea because it, I didn't think it was all that funny. Um. The whole premiere week on TV thing of this episode had me kind of laughing considering is how I, that's not, that's not how I watch TV these days. And it's not how a lot of people watch TV these days. It's all about the streaming services and original programming and streaming, you know, or if you're on Hulu and you're, you're getting shows the next day on Hulu and and, and whatnot. And uh, back then I basically had a big antenna on the house and would watch the, your, your basic Four networks, and then anything that I couldn't watch, I had to wait for it to come out on DVD. And I'd go down to the library and I'd take, get it a season at a time, and we'd binge it. And that's—it's just—it's crazy how far we have come. Um, Another thing that I noticed in this episode is I'm—I'm really bad with creator names, and it's taken me a number of years, but I have finally gotten to the point where if I'm not 100% certain how to pronounce a creator name. I go out online and I look for videos, you know. And in this day and age with YouTube and whatnot, there's a good chance that a creator is in a YouTube video, and you will hear their name pronounced correctly. And so I, I strive to pronounce names correctly now. And in back then, I just, I just couldn't. Um, but yeah, that was episode four. It was a lot of fun. Episode five, I will tell you right now, there's something really special coming in episode five, and I almost can't wait to next week to, to to let you hear it, but. Yeah, I'm gonna. So until then, folks, my name is Stephen and I'm just another fanboy. Don't forget to email me fanboy at gmail.com. I want to read your emails out on the show. I want to do it. Maybe we can make that part of uh, the J.A.F. Classics. Probably not. I know that there's going to come a point where I'm going to stop recording new stuff before and after episodes because I it, it I won't need to 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 provide any thoughts on them. It'll, it'll get to a... Uh, a point where I just will just put them up and and play them and, and everybody will have fun with them and we'll sing and dance and 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 all that stuff but uh yeah until then like I said I'm Steven I'm just another fanboy be nice to each other
1: Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job.